0: Alright, it is lights out on this very special episode of the RLR Podcast. I'm Nick, that's Matt, and today we are talking specifically about the F1 2020 season.
1: I say we're not not just a sort of season interview, but we're going to talk about some opinions we have on things that happened throughout the season, things we've been seeing over the past week, and also some stuff that, you know, in the future, you know, 2021, 22, and just anything that comes to mind and, and our general thoughts for the future of F1. So, want to head into the... <laughs> It was a really weird season. You want to head into the season
0: review? Yeah, let's do season review. I should also make note, this is the first time that uh, Matt and I are (laughs) recording together in the same (laughs) room for this podcast. Uh, COVID safe, of course. Um,
1: So, let's take a look at the... uh, the Well, one thing I want to say first off is, like you said, please please excuse us mispronouncing any of these circuit names. Uh, You know, we we, we are trying our best, (laughs) so please excuse us. In addition... This thing, I think, the start of like the season in general review, it was weird. Like, like they it stopped for a, a, a little, like because of COVID. Like, it just came to a stop. They had to figure out how to be safe, and and to that credit, I think F you know FIA and F1 did a great job at resuming safely and figuring out how to how to salvage as much of a se- a 17 race season. Which, frankly, when they came back after you know the, the coronavirus stuff. Uh, myself included i didn't think they were going to be able to get through 17 races in in the season so that's an easy overview there
0: <laughs> yeah not to mention the uh the fun that we had with the virtual grand prix oh, and the yeah. the outfits and the costumes valtry dressing ah. as uh geralt Leclerc. from the witcher we had Leclaire oh, as a banana and, and he's
1: never looked better right <laughs>
0: <laughs> we had uh Gastly, uh giving his uh, win speech, he said. It's never been quite the um, it's never been quite the experience of being able to win and then get up
1: and go make yourself mac and cheese. I'd say something uh, like yeah Something like uh, you know, usually when you win, there's champagne, and he had uh, mac and cheese waiting for him in the other room. So yeah, or he had to go make mac and
0: cheese. It was something along those lines. Uh, that was cool
1: to see. I, I think I, I tuned into that as well, and that's when we were you know we're, we're, we're trying to get into you know that stuff too with the esports or the the sim racing and all that. And, you know, I think it was cool to see a, a different side of the drivers. Obviously, a little bit more fun side than their serious, you know, media, you know, image-centric kind of, you know, pillars of, of the entertainment and sport world. So, I, I, that was pretty cool to see. But, do you want to hop into? – we're going to go over all, a couple things, a little bit, I think, from all the GPs well, this year.
0: Yeah, just a little bit on each race. Uh, Matt and I are going to switch off here. So, I'll start with the Austrian Grand Prix. Um, the highlights of the race, Lewis and Albon had their crash max ended up retiring Mm -hmm. um i believe valtteri won that
1: one yeah and interesting enough i mean as we all know mercedes is a dominant team but at the red bull ring in austria in austria like it's expected that red bull shows up and outperforms mercedes and it looked like i mean frankly i guess a little more specific here yeah max retired and which shocker right i mean arguably their number one it's obviously the number one driver and it looked like Alex was poised to win the race or do well. I mean, that win the race would do well. And I think within like a like ten laps to go, he, he crashed with Hamilton. Hamilton was was quote unquote awarded or given, I think like like uh, a penalty for that. I can't remember that's, what it was. That's
0: an error iner- because they do they they say he was awarded a penalty.
1: Yeah, it's a. <laughs> Congratulations! Here's five seconds off your time. Yeah, so he he was given a penalty for for causing that crash, but then Alex didn't win, and Red Bull didn't really sh- quote unquote show up that day. Then and it was cool though to see Botas, you know, a different Merc on you know on top. So it was cool. Um, yeah, with that, and then we'll move next into the uh, Steer Mark Grand Prix. I hope you pronounced that yeah i believe so um i would say i don't remember a whole lot except that the two ferraris who have obviously had issues here and there throughout the season kind of just smacked into each other and then retired so it was a little more than a smack i mean (laughs) i i wrote the notes for
0: this one and i understand where matt might be um just kind of reading
1: this and i don't remember this one that well to be honest was the second race of the season
0: yeah so basically what happened was uh the ferraris smacked each other around and uh (laughs) i can't remember A if it, competitive yeah i can't remember if it was vettel or uh leclerc who ended up with their wing completely off the car oh, solid um their rear wing i should say and the front wing of the other car was damaged. i can't remember which one was which but basically they both ended up retiring um
1: great showing from the the, the fancy horses the, the prancing horses prancing thing? horses you're right yeah. prancing horses so, eh,
0: you know, um, not great. Other than that, pretty standard race. I believe the results were Hambotver. Uh, yeah, know,
1: Hamilton, hey, Botas. Say so, yeah, for Hamilton. Hambover is the, 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 the typical Hamilton Botas for Stefan in third, st- two yep. Mercs number Stefan. So. Hambotver, you know, the thing that
0: w- <laughs> if you're an F one fan, you I would you hope. know Hambover very well. <laughs> yeah. So with that, um, um, the Hungarian Grand Prix, um, we had Magnussen defending. Very well from the prancing <laughs> Horses um, and traffic and cones. <laughs> I, the,
1: sorry, that, this, this is a notes. I was having fun with uh, with the notes here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I, I put uh, quote Magnussen defending well from the Horses and traffic cones. I e he was Magnussen after pitting with a, a, a Haas brought him in was defending against Ferrari, McLaren uh, right. after coming out of pit very well against cars that are obviously and clearly faster than his. So. That uh, that's kind of cool to see one of the lower echelon F one teams doing you know one of their drivers doing really well against the middle echelon teams. So,
0: yep. Um, then you know we had the Verstappen incident where he slipped off track, but he was able to repair it and then still finished on the podium. Um,
1: and then uh, was, and, he, and he broke a record. So that's right. Other thing too is he finished third on the podium. I believe behind. Uh, I think it was another Ver. Uh, was it? Uh, I think I think Hamilton was in first again, and yeah. Bottas second. But fun thing is, those who are racing fans know Jim Clark, and maybe another episode of a podcast we go into racing legends. You know, yeah. um, Jim Clark clearly being one of them. He, uh, Verstappen actually passed Jim Clark's podium record with that was his thirty third podium in uh, at the Hungarian Grand Prix. So, well, that was kind of cool. So, moving on down, you have the uh, the British GP. So remember this this season was also interesting because we re- revis- the, revisited venues more than once, keep among which we have the British Grand Prix. And then the following weekend, we have the 70th anniversary Grand Prix for F1 also at Silverstone. So at the British Grand Prix, the first one, we had a, a, a Magnuson crash and Kvyat crash and Verstappen or Vettel, sorry, was, was that took place over Gasly so, based off of an incident or a penalty?
0: Yeah. So what, what happened was um, Gasly overtook beyond the track limits and had to give uh, Sebastian his mm, place okay, back, gotcha. which ultimately led to um, Vettel getting a higher place gotcha. over Gasly. Then uh, both Hamilton and Carlos Sainz both had tire punctures. Which we
1: don't. I mean, I gotta be honest. For all the all the hard racing that we see in F one, I don't think we see a lot of tire punctures. We don't really
0: see probably. a lot, but there there were some. Um, there was debris left over from I think like, it was Kvyat's crash. Probably uh that caused the the puncture we there. saw a
1: similar thing was at bahrain where with uh not it wasn't bahrain it was um no it was no the, it was the it secure. Was like secure where we yeah. had the from the williams crash and we had debris on the track and caused you know uh, well, we'll, we'll get into that a little we'll, bit later yeah so so i think that that's kind of covers that one then we next we had
0: the the 70th grand prix which was the second race at silverston um verstappen won and it good was, to see him winning right absolutely it it's always nice to see a kind of a mix-up even though it might be the same three people majority of the time on the podium it's nice to see a little change up on the podium at least yeah. um and there was some good racing action from Albon and the mercs
1: yeah so i i wrote the notes for this one i was looking at the highlights and we saw it seemed like the 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 two mercedes boys were, were trading places quite often there was a lot of you know, arguably one and two. I mean, the Mercedes are the best in the field, but at the same time, it's still nice to see those two compete, where it's not just Hamilton is always quote unquote better than Bottas. But we also saw a lot, a couple good midfield battles. Generally, good racing. Not not anything that stands out, but this, Albon this had some. This year was good a good overtakes. year for mid year battles. Yeah. though. Al, well, clearly we had good major mid year uh, battle all year between for third in the constructors championship with Absolutely. racing point McLaren and, and Renault. So, um, but yeah, we saw Albon had had some good shall we say, ballsy uh, overtakes in there, which is nice to see because he's, you know, for all the clout for or against Alex, he is a good overtaker, and that's that's one thing he does very well, so it was nice to see him exercise his, uh, that ability. He's uh, he's good
0: at defending in traffic, too. We saw that a lot in this race as well.
1: Yep. Um, What about that? Spanish Grand
0: Prix? Spanish Grand Prix. uh, Leclerc retired after an engine failure, and other than that, it was a pretty quiet race
1: yeah that wasn't wasn't a whole lot that i was seeing i mean again like nick said i think we saw some good midfield battle we saw a little good you know maybe besides abu dhabi we saw a lot of good uh racing within the field a lot of good position trading Back. everything was kind
0: of a interesting yeah uh (laughs) every everything we we can just set abu dhabi aside because that was well, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get cover that, that last
1: because because a it's a it's the final race in the season, and b because it's the most boring race in the season, so yeah. it goes last. And for those wondering, you know, a little bit of pre, you know, a preview of our our future, it looks like we're going to be, unfortunately, in my opinion, visiting Abu Dhabi as the last race of next season too. So clearly, the, F, the FIA isn't listening to the drivers and the fans and saying, uh, "Hey, let's not finish the season here. It's boring." So we'll see what happens.
0: Anyway, going back, going back to our I have a bone to pick back. with with, with Yas yeah. <laughs> um, Belgian Grand Prix, we saw. Uh, oh gosh, I always butcher his last name, Giovinazzi. Sure. Um, <laughs> and Russell had their big crash that was very grand spectacle, and yeah, um, that that was a, a rough crash. Both drivers obviously okay. Yeah. Um, but uh and good thing as we saw <laughs> george russell yeah gaining uh yeah. some claw towards the end of the I, year
1: I, I if i seem to remember we also saw this is one of the worst, one of the places that we did see you know started to see russell really coming into his own and really making strides and getting better throughout the season because we have seen that otherwise frankly he wouldn't have been off of the seat in the Merck for the second to last race of the season so um yeah, besides it, that though, I don't remember a whole lot, you know. But besides those that happened, the what, that that was pretty. Big, but
0: other than that, it was a pretty standard podium, I believe. It was Hambarver again. Um, Next was
1: the Italian Grand Prix. So interestingly enough, I don't, I didn't put this on here, but it, you know, clearly the Ferraris didn't really come out to play in the Italian Grand Prix very very well. The so. Ferraris
0: didn't really come out to play much this year <laughs> until you know we we had some.
1: Uh, you know, Bignotto Yeah stepping Interesting. back. But. We saw some improvement when Bignotto wasn't there. Conspiracy th- <laughs> co- coincidence? <laughs> I think not. Okay. <laughs> anyway, well, either way, so this was we, not we, one of the races yeah. where Bignotto we, was gone. He hadn't stepped away at this point, but we did actually see some good stuff going on. So this was a really cool I think a really cool race because not only did Hamilton get a penalty, but <laughs> 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 so To clarify, Hamilton got a penalty because there was a a a yellow a safety car actual safety car out, and Hamilton I believe if I was reading and remembering correctly he went into pit for fresh tires but the pit lane was closed. Yeah, when he he did he
0: he was complaining that you couldn't see the pit lane closed sign early enough,
1: which was ruled out because no other driver had a even even the you know uh, was it McLaren was going to do a double a double stack. And they didn't have any problem, their drivers knowing. So he had a 10-second a penalty where he had to come back around later in the race and basically sit in the pits for 10 seconds and go back out. So that was interesting because, you know, drivers often complain about conditions far and wide, but you don't often see people go into a pit lane when it's closed. But besides that, we saw Lec- Leclerc had a horrible crash. We saw Seb have brake failure in the beginning of the race and crash through the, the polystyrene styrofoam barriers. So we saw... Leclerc have a terrible crash, and luckily he was okay, and, of course, he retired from the race. But maybe most notable of all, we saw this was the, the totally out-of-left-field podium, which was awesome. We saw not only Stroll and Science in third and second, but Gasly won first. And, you know, maybe two of the most memorable images of the season are Gasly and uh, Sergio Perez sitting on the podium to themselves, yeah. kind face of on the ground, everyone's gone, just taking it in, you know, kind of quietly crying or whatever themselves, well, this is the first one of those two, so it was very cool to see.
0: Yeah. Then we had the Tuscan Grand Prix, uh, which was very big for the double red flag.
1: And um, I will say that this race is one that I missed, but I frankly wish that I hadn't missed it from what Nick was telling me about.
0: Yeah, so so we had the the double red flag for incidences. I mean, there um, there was just... it. Otherwise, was a fairly quiet race. It was just after the doubles. Right? Af- after the
1: double red flag, but you don't often see but a red flag. You, you don't often see a red a flag. Double red. Flag. Exactly. I mean. Well, and lots.
0: not not to mention not only just a double red flag, but a double full standing start restart. Yep. Which the big thing out of this was everybody was concerned about transmissions, mm-hmm. and and the yeah. longevity of transmissions throughout the rest of the season, just because it. A start is very hard on those trains. Well, I mean,
1: I think yeah, uh, starting the engine and starting from stop is are the two hardest. I mean, for those who don't, who might not know, I mean, to to lend any perspective to why a, from a full stop start, you know, from on, on those engines, you don't start these things with you know a turn of a key. They literally shove a, a, a impel like an impact, basically an impact wrench into the back of the car to turn these engines over to start them. So the tolerances are so. So tight inside that these engines can't stand. Like, there's a reason why they get three per year, right? They they're not meant to last an entire year. They have a very short lifespan. Yeah. Let alone and in that development, they're I think they're assuming, yeah, what 23 race season we're gonna have 23 starts, not you know, 26, 27, and right. a 23 race season. So,
0: right and it, well, and it just shows some you know some of the engineering. I mean, we had again, yeah. you know you've got so many starts and so many practice starts during practice yeah
1: it's rough hmm. yeah it, hmm. it, it,
0: it's just a lot of stress on the, the car well, we, we could
1: talk about too is amg project one a little bit of side you know side quest here i mean that's they're trying to make a formula one car into a road car well there's a lot of stuff that goes into how why that wouldn't work why, right. why you can't make a formula one car into a, a road car <laughs> what happens when you
0: come to a stop sign? You're not going to launch it every... Well, you might, can't exactly, but, like, <laughs> like
1: I said before, you can't exactly start your Formula 1 card by turning a key. So. Exactly. We can talk about that later, but right. uh, it's interesting, I think.
0: That could be a later episode in and of itself, just with the engineering and things that are going into that. But Yeah. Um, Russian Grand Prix. Uh-huh. Uh, on the first lap, Carlos Sainz misjudged the overflow uh, barrier and caused a... I, be- I don't know if it was a red flag or... No, that was a... That was a safety car. It was a full Be- safety car. It was, it was a no full safety a car, car because he, um, yeah. there was debris out on the track and his car couldn't get back in. Um, Stroll had his crash out with LeClaire, mm-hmm. and uh, Hamilton Good. had a double five-second penalty for uh, his practices.
1: Is this the one where he was complaining, even though like, in the driver's meetings things were clearly stated and he still had a problem with that? Yeah, it, it's race, it, technically correctly? it's
0: the second time cuz the driver's notes also stated when the pit lane was closed.
1: Um, mm, yeah, okay, so technically yeah. But I seem to remember we did it like one of the podcasts before you were telling me that he was I, I yeah. didn't watch that I didn't watch the practices that week and he got had got penalties for stuff that was clearly known by the other drivers and clearly yeah, he, articulated in, in the drivers meetings. Long
0: story short, um and we, and I believe we either talked about this on the podcast or yeah um it might have been one of our first episodes
1: i think so probably um given the, the where we are in the season we're like halfway through the season at this point
0: right so long story short hamilton had his crybaby fest um <laughs> that i will say uh about not reading the notes carefully enough where it said where you're allowed to practice start um was he was it. he was practice starting at the end of the pit lane which they considered dangerous and he got a double five second penalty so a total of 10 second penalty um,
1: so not something you tend to see, you know, uh, from the world champ, you know, not abiding by drivers' notes and the rules and stuff like that. So, so I mean, obviously he wasn't happy, but I would also argue that you clearly, you should have clearly known you aren't alo- weren't allowed to do that. So, right. Nonetheless,
0: Eiffel Grand Prix. <laughs> uh, so this
1: one, I was looking at this one uh, at, at the Nuremberg Nuremberg Ring, and uh, I would say that it was interesting for the fact that. You know, we saw something really cool at the end, but all I really remember seeing is we saw a lot of drivers retire. I mean, the Nurburgring is a hard you know, c- you know, regular everyday Joe, you know, Joes and quote unquote go and can and can drive on the on the ring as it, as it's coined, right? It, well, it's technically and a public road. It is, and we can and we can all you know, you can you can see t- all year long both amateur and you know professional drivers and, and just your e- everyday you know mom mom and pop people crash. It's, it's a hard circuit right it's not like it's not hard so that said we saw okon albon Bota, botas of all people and albon norris and russell all retire from that race which i mean you might expect some of those lower you know lower tier teams guys to retire but botas retired had to retire i mean i think i, I remember i think it was he lost power and it was, it was an issue with the power unit or something like that if i remember correctly. well
0: it was the same power unit issue that was coming up um significantly in secure and the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix
1: yeah so clearly it's been a thread for Mercedes all year long but maybe it started rearing its its head back in uh, the Eiffel Grand Prix but, but a really cool thing though was we got to see Ricciardo back on podium which you know we're kind of used to seeing I think him a little bit on podium back when he raced with Red Bull hasn't had the the the, the blast-off season with Renault as, as obviously we might have expected clearly but we did get to see him in third finish, which was cool. Again, to see him back on podium. I think behind. I'm not sure if it was behind Hamil- uh, Hamilton Botas, or no. No, no, no we, we uh, you're right. We've been Hamilton, Ham- Hamilton Verstappen. That's right. My Apollo, Duh. Right. You know. So yeah, um, very cool to see him back on back on podium. Well, and he anyway won. He won again.
0: the bet. He got to uh, <laughs> choose a tattoo. I just still don't know which tattoo. No. If they even got it. But uh, yeah, he, he, if he, he got he to got choose back a tattoo podium, podium, for
1: his yeah. engineer. Yeah, I don't. I don't have to. See if we can't see that come up in the news, and see if it, see if we can't find whatever happened with that. So um, better keep his word.
0: <laughs> yeah. Moving on to the Portuguese Grand Prix, we had the Stroll crash, and then he crashed again with Lando, but then um, Hamilton had his world record set ninety-two wins. Uh-huh. So, well,
1: um, maybe may I, well that, that's obviously an an achievement. In, in, in and of itself um was that when did Hamilton tie or win
0: no Hamilton tied in the Eiffel Grand Prix the Portuguese Grand Prix was his 92nd win yeah that was that was you know he has more wins than any other driver on that day
1: mm, gotcha well if I remember correctly, too we, we saw an interesting thing with the track this is where uh Botas had had broken that uh that, that drainage grate and they had to repair it like on the day of it was a it was a, a, right. new, a newly resurfaced track so which was well, it was new, newly resurfaced
0: but not as newly resurfaced not as yeah not as
1: the turkish grand prix yeah. but it was newly resurfaced to the point where it had been resurfaced within the last couple of weeks which is still very never happens on for formula one it was one. the beginning of the season yeah but either, e- even That's so never happens
0: but this is where we had the you know the correct tires brought out <laughs>
1: coming over. I wonder whoever got fired for that at Pirelli. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you never know. Pirelli, let us know. <laughs> We're curious. <laughs> Move, so moving past the Portuguese, we had uh, we had the again. I, for some reason, I'm getting all the hard to pronounce ones. So the uh, Romagna Grand Prix um, that was interesting that, in the fact that Gasly was again Gasly one of the one of the drivers who we saw make great strides in. Kind of proving Red Bull wrong throughout the season, ish. You know that, you know that they took him off the seat too early, kind of thing. He was out on lap nine for a, for a for a terminal issue, terminal error, terminal issue. Which you just kind of, you just hate to see that from a, a guy like him, right? Verstappen also took second, but as in in the race, not at podium, near the near the near the mid or the end. But unfortunately, as he took second, his right rear tire punctured. He spun and had to retire because. I think there was damage to the car, which, you know, Botas had a lot of had a un- bad luck this season, and Verstappen had some bad luck this season, too. Uh, I don't think we, we, you know, Botas's horrible bad luck might overshadow Verstappen's a little bit, but Verstappen has had some bad luck this year. T- 2020
0: has just been a it's bad been a year for year. a
1: lot of people. It's been a weird year. And, and this is also when Albon, again, the last, you know, Red, red Bull out there, had his spin where he to- somehow, totally went in between, I think, the two McLarens and didn't take anybody out. And it just, almost like it was perfectly executed. You know, of course it wasn't, but he just he spun out. And then I think, i do not sure where he was almost a perfect sub-spin. Almost a perfect sub-spin. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> more spins and more spins and more spins for him. But again, not, not something you want to see from, you know, second best team. I'm not sure where he finished, but he, didn't, he wasn't out. And then we also saw, again, four four of the drivers out which is just I, I find I don't know who but I find interesting in, the, in a bad way because you never want to see more than one but I mean four three four five drivers out it's kind of a big deal because there's not that many on there to begin with and Mercedes won their uh, most most notably they won their con- by points the uh, constru- I believe this was the race where they ran they won the Constructors' championship for the 2020 season to be followed. On the next race by their driver, our now seven-type world champion.
0: Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. In the Turkish Grand Prix. Which now, the,
1: was interesting. Very, very and interesting. we did go over a lot of this in an earlier podcast, So, but quick, quick cliff but, notes here.
0: But the cliff notes were, this is the race where we had the pink Mercedes on pole position. <laughs> um, <laughs> racing point. <laughs> r- racing point on uh, pole position. Uh, well, first and second. it was also pouring rain right before the race Mm -hmm. it was a brand new one week old track yeah bad tires very wet botas had his four-time spin cycle
1: Uh, hamilton
0: invented inner slicks (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah
1: he ran he ran his wets down so far that he just his intermediate step oh you're right oh i thought it was his Interslicks. I thought it was his wet stuff that he ran down. No, it was, it was the intermediates. Oh. So that's why, I mean, that's why the joke was inner slicks. Okay. I um, should sure got, sure got that. But, so <laughs> interesting Not the one I, I think you forgot to put on here was, wasn't this not the race where they had uh, either F1 personnel or they are using the rental cars to drive around the track, to try to drive the track?
0: Yeah, I left that out because we had talked about that. <laughs> we, we had F1 personnel <laughs> driving little Renault Clios around just trying to get some kind of rubber on the
1: track. Yeah, and, and dry it out, and, and chalk that up again to stuff that you don't see in F one. We also had the dog on the track. We had a we lot had of dogs the, on track. That what was it? Uh, yeah, we
0: we had two races with dogs on track. Uh, that what, is what did they insane. name one of
1: them? It was uh, oh, um, I don't I didn't hear anything about the naming. It was span. One of them, like one of them. I think one of the names of the drivers was uh, Spaniel Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> <Something like> that.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, I had heard the, that.
1: They were trying to name the dogs after drivers, and that was my personal favorite. I can't remember what race. I think I, <sighs> Sp- I think that Spaniel was the Bahrain Ricardo. one. I think that was Bahrain. It could have been where, Bahrain. where Spaniel Ricardo made a made an appearance. Yeah, uh, yes. And um, was was Bahrain also not the? Was it? L- Maybe I did hear.
0: Was it Labdo Norris? Because it was a yellow lab Might running around. Might have been.
1: Uh, something along those lines. Anyway, I think. Well, if, are we are we good on the, the the Bahrain move to the or the Turkish? Sorry, move to the the Bahrain. Well, yeah. It, well, the the big thing with
0: the Turkish Grand Prix was that is when not only did Hamilton uh, take his uh, seventh. his seventh World Championship, World uh, it was where he invented the inner slicks
1: um i can't wait to see that in the 2022 season <laughs> <laughs> we'll have oh, what would that color be purple i don't know i should be tight. it I should be tied uh, at it. I'm just making fun what, what's it bring, sure? bring back pink bring back the pink ones it
0: would be like lime green i guess because it what no white it would you'd have to mix no, the white you and... have to
1: mix with the the white and the red so it'd be orange no, no 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 no. because aren't the inners or the, the old green oh no, white's we're, the hards
0: yeah so we'd be green and white so you just get like a washed out green like a seafoam green
1: I don't know it would look weird but well, the, the, so, so are the isn't aren't the, aren't the, the it, intermediate tires but they have but they're the soft compound are they but the soft tra- I think they're the soft compound but they're treaded so they would be red for the softs
0: and so was, green for the inner. so we got christmas trees so we got christmas pattern. trees okay
1: so Pirelli I want you next year because the drivers are already not going to like your tires next year clearly add on there some inner slicks, and I want alternating red and green christmas trees around the side <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. That's that's the way to fix
1: it, of course. <laughs> well, so moving on, the, the you know now we've we've eclipsed uh, all with the last three races of the season, and uh, we we've covered these
0: in the podcast in and of themselves. Um, I think
1: starting sometime around the Portuguese Grand Prix was one of our first episodes. So right. now we've gotten to Bahrain, and this one was who interesting. I think we saw we saw Spaniard Ricardo run. I think this was a race we saw a Ricardo run across okay. the track, and also where a steward. Towards the end of the actual race, ran across the track and almost caused a yellow, uh, well, or a, a virtual safety car. But well, that was I'm, no, I'm, they, that was
0: under, that was under virtual safety car. It almost caused an actual safety car. But then we actually had to oh have yes, a right. Car.
1: But that was also well, we'll get you know. Obviously, the most notable event of, of RW of the calendar was this was where we saw oh, Lance Topsy Turvy. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote the notes just, on this one. I so just, I just, sorry, I just, <laughs> I just read it. So, so, uh, so, Lance got turned upside. His world got turned upside down, <laughs> and by that we mean he ended up uh, upside down. Upside down. No. I think it was LeClaire who kind of turned him on, and basically, I think Leclerc tried to cut the well, to cut the corner short, and then. And, all, and just got underneath his car and then flipped it.
0: Leclerc and bombing corners that don't have enough room go together like a fine pasta in a great red wine in Italian culture because he bombs every, every single, single
1: bomb. corner where there isn't <laughs> space. So that happened. It was Hamilton's I – didn't, I didn't realize this. It was Hamilton's final win of the season. You're right. Yeah. Because he didn't race in secure because he came down with COVID. And then and he didn't win. He did. <laughs> Interesting, but most notably, obviously, you know, this was already past the news that Haas, both ha- both Haas drivers were not going to continue next year, so we knew this was their last season for both of them. And unfortunately, Roman Grosjean had that horrible crash. Or luckily, thank goodness that he was he, he came escaped out with okay. his life. He he escaped alive from the car. Thank you to all the safety devices and the halo and so on. He was recovering. And uh, and again, so he's okay. So that was obviously, I think, the most notable thing of even the entire calendar year. Maybe even arguably over Hamilton being seven-time champion. You know, and I hate that that would overshadow even Hamilton's accomplishments. But again, you know, all, all the memes that came out after of, of the hero, the fire. You know, like the, the what was it the Game of Thrones memes were were you know saw a
0: lot of those. Walks
1: out or she that that, that, that character. I don't know her name. Walks out of the, the fi- building on fire. It was good to see that, you know, those came out after he was, you know, had left the hospital and was recovering. So, hopefully we'll get to see him in some kind of debut, you know, or, or some kind of in an F- F1 car, whether it be a, a Merc or a Ferrari to hope, you know, because there is an outstanding, you know, plea that that's not his last memory in F1. Well, and he in, can take Toto test Toto said yeah. if nobody else will give it to him. We will it looks it like Haas you. isn't able to because they don't have cars from the test, and then maybe Ferrari could. I'm, I'm guessing Merck will, so hopefully we'll get to see him you know, drive another machine, quote-unquote, to end his F1 career on a higher note. But that you know, was Bahrain, a very interesting race, to, to say the least, which leads us to the second-to-last race of the year, which was the Secure Grand Prix, another time that we saw we race on the same track. Yep. but a different section. So Bahrain was the inner, I believe, the inner track Price. essentially yep. at, at uh, in, both Bahrain and Sakir was the outer ring. And Max and a couple of the draw, I think Max most notably wasn't very happy because it was, too, I think, basically too. Oh, he was saying it was too oval. It wasn't a real track. So. Seems like they did okay though, but they, that was an interesting. Comment.
0: They they did seem to go okay. This is the one where Hamilton had come down with COVID, yep. which led us to see a very interesting grid. Oh man! Uh, in the sense that George Russell, the driver for Williams, oh. ended up in his black Mercedes. This was the
1: roller coaster of emotions race. Yes. Oh man!
0: So we had George Russell in the black Mercedes taking pole position. So from <laughs> one of the last place positions to one of the first place positions pretty much overnight. Yep. Um, Leclerc bombed another corner, took out Max and Perez, but Perez was able to recover and fix his rear wing and actually make a great showing coming back
1: last to first.
0: Um, was it last to
1: first? It was last to first after he pitted after the whole Leclerc thing, which Leclerc was penalized for, for taking out Max and Cretton, you know, correct, you know, Breaking so essentially Perez's car. Perez was last out of the pits. After lap one, uh-huh. he was last, and he came from last to first. That's true. He was also, I think, I can't remember how many years he won uh, as a Mexican, you know, Mexican national driver. It was the first time that a Mexican national uh, F1 driver had won a, a top podium spot That's, since. Okay, now it's for, it's for years.
0: Still starting to come back to me, uh, even though this was only two weeks ago it's just like forever it it just seems like well one yeah it seems like forever but two i'm just remembering that's right because we were excited for it was a roller coaster it was
1: amazing for
0: for sergio we we were excited for perez we were devastated for george we didn't really know how to feel about hamilton being gone Mm -hmm. nobody really knew
1: what was going on with mercedes and they're absolutely botched Double stack, double stack, terrible. I and mean, of course, that that the next race in the snooze fest that is Yas Marina. Five seconds and it was yeah. done. Textbook double stack. double stack. I mean, it, it, we were we were ecstatic for Russell throughout the race because I found myself for the first time actively rooting for a Merc to win. Yeah. Because I mean, I wanted Merc Mercedes Merc. I uh, wanted to uh, you know because I wanted to see Russell, and and then you know there was and he Russell had a puncture which dropped him out of contention again. but he luckily fought back from. What was I think second effectively after the puncture he had to had his tire he, replaced was he down to 14 and, and he was down to like 14 yeah he followed his way back up to I think uh, Botas eight and uh, him ninth so he got yeah. he got two points and I believe he had fastest laps. so he got a, he got a couple points he, he got a couple points his first I, points in the F1 so you know, congratulations yeah. to him and maybe most notably it didn't go the way that we had predicted fantastic for Perez to see him on top at the same well, time. And on top of that, we had
0: Carlos Sainz's oh. first podium. Yeah, I, I mean, it the, there was so much that happened in the yeah. Secure Grand Prix. It,
1: it was a, it was a it was a great race. It was the best of races. It was the, the worst of, of races. races.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so
1: and that leads us to Abu Dhabi. The last way, I mean, I, I know I'm hating on it. it's a it's a it's a gorgeous I mean, it, it's a gorgeous track. I, I will give you that and I think it was what like something like I think, 800 million euros to build or something oh, like that. it's... Uh, of course, it's, a man-made... Uh, it's a gorgeous track.
0: It's a man-made island. It's in the UAE, yeah. which is just oozing money.
1: I mean, oil money, oil. right? And oil. Money, right? <laughs> and oil, yeah, money from oil. And, it's you know. literally
0: oozing oil, and that oil... I think can, I think. I think they're, it's worth you a know, lot
1: of money. Oil doesn't come out of the ground. They just pump the dollar bills out of the ground. Yeah, pretty much at this right? point. Um, so, I mean, to that said, it, it is... You know, it, it's a good track, but not for for racing action. I think the drivers would agree. Where, like like we saw, how the race generally started with you know Max, you know we saw Hamilton arguably I would say it was still not up to snuff, and we saw Botas edge him out in qualifying, and then we saw Max edge both of them out to take pole position, which was amazing, right? Right. And then we saw pretty much that start, and it stayed that way for the whole. Race. We saw a little bit of midfield action. We saw here a little there. midfield action here and there. The Mercs were down on power. Yep. Which so. we, you know was a constant issue that they've had with their power units. But at the same time, there's only like two heavy braking zones, two real, two real opportunities to, to pass, and it's just not, you know, it's just boring. It's just a boring race. Right. And I think even even Hamilton had made a joke about that. So, I mean, but that said, the only downside, you know, one of the real downsides I think to that race was the fact, congratulations, Daniel Ricciardo, but you stole Max's Grand Slam. Well, on the last podcast, we had talked yeah. about how I wasn't quite sure, and based on what I've been seeing online, it looks like Max had had pull in, in qualifying. He had he won the race. He led all the he laps. He led every lap. A Grand Slam would have been the addition of fastest yes. lap, which I think Daniel Ricciardo just beat him out by. I think, as you had said, on one of the last laps if not the last I lap. I believe
0: it race. was the it was either the second to last lap or the last lap. Yeah. It
1: and again, congratulations Daniel. But come on, you had to steal. I mean, what a great way to send off the season for maybe for Daniel yeah. and, and and Max, but that was still a good to see and uh, yeah, so that's I uh, kind of li- that that that's this our, our season highlights here. Season review. Um, that that leads us into interesting enough we have in a couple in in something i find kind of pardon me ironic throughout the season there's four main engine manufacturers at least for this year and and into next year right uh for f1 there's ferrari there is mercedes there's honda and there's Renault. um i don't remember i had the article i think i remember we actually looked at who who's got whose engine obviously mercedes has a mercedes engine yeah ferrari has ferrari we have uh, Red so, Bull has Honda.
0: Well, because I, I remember it based on the meme. Okay. So there's, uh, on the Ferrari side, there's the tractor, the red one. There's the <laughs> um, better Ferrari, which is the, uh, or no, it was the slower Ferrari. Which is the Alpha. Which was the Alpha, and the slowest Ferrari, which was the Haas.
1: Yes, so, so and then Renault supplies for Renault and for McLaren, I believe. Correct. Right? Honda currently supplies. So there
0: there was the Renault and the better Renault, which was, the better Renault was the 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 McLaren. Then there was the, let's see, there was the um, silver Mercedes or black Mercedes this season. Uh, (laughs) Black Mercedes, pink Mercedes, and bad Mercedes, which was the Williams. And then uh, we had the um, fast Honda and the slow Honda, which were the Red Bull yeah. um and the uh, yeah. the the slower one was the um the Alpha
1: Taris. yep so yeah and that's that's about right so yeah so still uh, through the 2021 season Honda will still be of course a manufacturer for uh, of, of power units uh, as an engine supplier but after 2021 they are no longer going to be in um, F1 so we'll have technically at least for right now, remains to be seen, three engine suppliers. Interestingly enough, this this brings in the fact that while Honda might be leaving, I, I hope I'm correct in, in saying this, that I think all the other engine manufacturers had penalties this season, except for Honda, which I find very ironic.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and Honda had their reasons for leaving. I believe they wanted to Kind of follow the more green I, I, actually, I,
1: I That would make sense given you know they're a, a Japanese-owned company, and that's I, based on what they're investing in. I don't actually know why they're exiting. I never actually did the research just to try and find out. Why. I, I
0: read up on it a little while ago, and we just didn't have the time to go back and research it before recording today. Um, yeah. But uh, long story short, I believe they were they were pulling out for majority green reasons and, and things along those lines. But they are pulling out after the. Um, 2021, 2021 season, season which will be interesting and i hope that uh, christian Red Bull horner needs an engine yeah, well and i hope that christian horner has brushed up on his ask for help skills so <laughs> uh
1: <laughs> well we'll we can we'll divulge into that i think a, a little bit uh a little bit later i, th- I think we want to move into maybe some more now we've got the season review over we've got you know maybe current events And uh, one of those current events would be, I'm not sure everybody's heard, there's a McLaren restructure, which has, you know, McLaren has not rather publicly had issues.
0: Yeah, they first announced it back in March.
1: I mean, they've been having, they've been publicly having issues with the company and, you know, in in hard times. The pandemic obviously hasn't helped matters, you know. And um, MSP was, was, I think MSP Sports Capital is an American investment uh, firm, led investment firm. And they now have a minority stake in it's 15%, McLaren. It's fifteen percent. McLaren, McLaren, McLaren. It's the McLaren Group, it, but which that, en- that encompasses own... McLaren, McLaren Racing, and so on. And interestingly enough, they over the next over two years, they're going to inject one hundred and eighty-five million pounds of equity, and essentially bringing after that injection, the value of McLaren Racing, which is not just F1, is also in, in the IndyCar what they're racing in the, in the states here. I think it was like what five hundred and sixty million pounds is the value of yeah. McLaren w- racing? When we
0: say pounds, we're talking the British pound, yeah. the um, the monetary.
1: I don't know the conversion rate, but it would be it would be more than that in U.S. dollars. Um, so, and that's I mean that's interesting. I, I hope it, it brings much need obviously capital to McLaren Racing and and restructure and, and stability because I, no one wants to see McLaren go away as a, as a manufacturer as a, as a racing team. I mean, they're they're always will be a storied name in any automotive anything so i think this will bring much needed stability i think it'll be it's obviously funding and you know just overall continue the future for mclaren and i'm sure we all want to see them make continue to make their fantastic cars and and hey they got third this year in in the constructors championship that's frankly more where they usually have been in past years so again continued success in racing as well so
0: um, another piece of current events, uh, just, Something that met, I had noticed yeah, from them.
1: we alluded to it on the podcast, I think, uh, on Sunday and, you know, safety in general this year, I think is, well, we, we saw safety on display this year with F1. We really party.
0: did with the, you know, safety cell in Grosjean's car during that wreck that allowed him to leave that accident yep. alive. Um, the halo doing its job, the halo doing its job. Uh, but you noticed, and, and you'll be able to dive into this a little yeah, bit better. Yeah, there,
1: there's the helmets, there, there, there's the suits, there, there's the, the car and all that. One thing that I find interesting that the I hope the FIA would look at um, is the radios. And what I mean by that is we saw in the last race where we had Fireman Kimmy, who was uh, putting out <laughs> the fire in his own car. He had to unplug, I believe, the radio from his car before getting out in order to maintain, I think, maintain... Um, communication with his team that doesn't seem like a very smart thing like it seems like a, like a cord like that whatever i, th- I think it was a radio whatever he had to unplug to get out of, like when he got out of the car you know let's say let's assume it's a radio that doesn't seem very safe to me just like the fact that you had to um like that could catch you in the car or if you if you st- for some reason still had to be obviously in communication with your team and the guys in the pit wall why should you have to remember yeah, the
0: gross situation was different because I mean he was I mean, everything
1: was I mean at that point you're just getting out of the car just to, to, to save your yeah, you're life. not
0: you're not trying to stay in
1: arguably yeah, that that's the worst case scenario more more incidents happen like this I think with Kimmy where the car lights on fire or there's a bad crash like Leclerc in uh, from earlier in the season at the same time
0: or even like the Perez fire um, yeah
1: I mean but how have they not moved that is the radio whatever that is if it's a radio how have they not moved that to like like inside the helmet I mean they're using bell helmets. They've got, you know, t- obviously the, the technology that goes into the helmets. How is there not a new system that isn't, you know, plug into the car? I don't get that, frankly. Yeah. I, I'd like to see them look at that. Among other, you know, I, I would hope that they'd look at more safety measures this year as well. Like but you know, uh, padding up, quote-unquote, some of this, the barriers on straights where previously, like you had said, like where Grosjean crash, you wouldn't expect people to crash because it's on a corner. But, you know, maybe... We need, yeah. we, we need to increase some of the some of the guardrail safeties and some of the, fe- the you know catch fences and, and tire walls on straights as well. Of course, that's a cost, but clearly, there's a use for always increasing safety no matter what it is. And we also again saw all of the the measures that we've seen so far with new suits and helmets and the safety cell and the and halo show how useful they are too. So, good and some good and bad. Yeah, basically.
0: Um continuing with current events. Continuing I mean, with
1: some good and bad in yeah. <laughs> current events. Um,
0: well, what is being considered kind of like the angel and demon of the Haas team coming up this year. Yeah, we,
1: we've been, I think, silent on it until now. We were saving it until today to, to give our thoughts yeah. on uh, Mr. Uh, one Mr. Uh, Mazepin. Yeah. And um, you maybe want to hit maybe some other... Uh, you, I, I have opinions on Mazepin, but you were talking about just other F1 drivers, new drivers, and how they might not be living up to expectations. You want to go into that a little bit?
0: Well, it just seems like the incoming car. There, there have been a lot of people who have shown promise this year in F2 that are moving up to the F1. Uh-huh. Um, you know, getting out of the junior leagues finally. Um, I don't necessarily think that some of them have the wherewithal to be. In F one at this moment, I feel like there are better drivers who don't have seats, as of right
1: now. And when I'm talking about Mazepin specifically. It's in general. No, I'm
0: talking. I'm talking in general. Um, I think there are better drivers who are currently in F one that do not have a seat. Um, you know, we've got Kvyat. We've got uh, most notably Chaco.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I mean, we've got
1: at least right well, now Perez, Hulkenberg. Perez Professional we've got um I, I don't know the F2 drivers as well that's one thing I want to get into next year is is keep track of F2 obviously given given the clout that's started F2 and you know problems it could cause as, as a potential feeder for F1 so there are there are a lot of F2 drivers that well, I, I've been seeing chats online with you know it specifically Mazepin if, you know why him over all these other drivers and you were just telling me that um uh William didn't wasn't williams that confirmed the f2 driver
0: uh no it's, so we
1: have blue. alpha tari yeah
0: it was oh, that's one. alpha tari has yeah. a new driver coming it was blue
1: in. i was saying it was light blue or white yeah. or dark blue or white i i had half of that right dark blue and white um <laughs> i had the blue part right <laughs> but yeah i mean so
0: we have new drivers coming in the real big one and the reason this is in current events and not just talking about drivers in general is the mazepin situation
1: so, yeah, it's. Um, so, for those who might not know, uh, I would assume people would know by now, but just in case, Cliff notes, uh, he is. art was, was already given, still has, the, as far as we know, the, the seat for Haas next year, uh, pinnacle of, of motorsports, right? And he was riding along, arguably enough, in, it was in a, a Porsche Taycan. So, that's a fun fact for you. but But,
0: uh fun fact puts it in a bad light yeah uh
1: but the the car, on the car is still great nonetheless but i think what happened is it look he there was a a woman who was in the backseat who was visibly intoxicated and he had turned around and uh, grubbed her correct I, i believe
0: yeah so he he reached back and um essentially sexually assaulted this woman um who, and it was
1: posted to Snapchat and then very it, quickly it was, taken down, I believe. It was posted. his
0: Instagram story. Um, okay.
1: he, it, yeah, so he was videotaping it, did the action. Um, has since released, since it's been taken down, obviously. Haas has issued a, issued a while ago a statement saying that those actions are abhorrent and it will be dealt with internally and blah, blah, blah. Which, of course, people were applauding that statement because it is exactly, it, it is not abhorrent. They a,
0: were applauding that they said it was abhorrent, they were upset. When the as of right now, he still has a seat.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's a separate argument. I, I, for one think that I don't know what Hassa is going to do, but I frankly don't think it's enough, especially in today's climate. Obviously, maybe we see these issues finally come to the forefront, uh, in, in the spotlight turned on thing, like these, you know, th- these uh act- I mean, frankly, yeah, it's, it's not, it, it's, it's, not it, it, it's not, it's not. You know, it never was okay. But we're seeing instances of sexual assault and things like that become more mainstream, rightfully so, and actually, you know, being looked at. And I think that right. Haas needs to do more than just handle whatever they're going to do and handle it, whatever that is, handle it internally. I'm, I, I would argue that given the the, the the aura that sort of that surrounds F1 drivers and the fact that they have to be, you know, there's one side of me saying that you know don't hold drivers to the standard where they can't say bad things or be angry on a radio or whatever whatever that that's just ridiculous let them race I and mean, we all have frustrations and all that but on the same frame they have a presence like Hamilton who who has, who has found his voice this season these drivers are famous you know they, they have a responsibility to act a certain way whether they like it or not that is the role they stepped into and I say and that I don't think he deserves his, his seat for this reason for, for, the, for this instance and actually his history. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know
0: or don't follow F3, F2, um, and are maybe coming into this not really understanding F1 Mm -hmm. either, um, Mazepin
1: is a hot-headed driver. That is... He's gotten in fights with drivers in paddocks. He's an aggressive driver and at times has tried to take people out. And there's an argument to be said that he wouldn't be where he was without his dad literally paying his way in. Yeah, so for those
0: of you who don't know, his father... Is a what is he a Russian chemical He's a Russian billionaire?
1: chemicals billionaire worth something like seven point two billion dollars at one point. He was there was a bidding war for uh, the former team uh, Force India, now Racing Point, and uh, between him and Lance uh, not Lance Lawrence Stroll, Stroll. Lawrence Stroll. Um, so and we uh, we know how that worked out. So arguably, we I, I would argue that if he had won the bidding war, we would have seen eh not Lance Stroll, but it would have been Nikita Maz, Mazepin in that seat for for the the purple or pink Mercedes, sorry. But that to be said, we were 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 doing some analysis and watching some other takes on this, and while I think he deserves to lose his seat for the the fact that there are better drivers than him and this instance, he has shown prowess in his racing career at times, and he has driven F1 cars before and set very quick lap times, showing that as things get faster... He can rise to that challenge. So as a driver, sp- without any other clout, any other blinders on, I'm I, thinking. I would say, as a driver without any
0: other other, you know, any other drivers on the skill
1: level, I think he deserves a shot. Yes. However, when he's I challenged, think he spoiled that,
0: yeah, I frankly. when when he's challenged, he gets extremely hot-headed. Yeah. We saw him in, in Formula Three, actually beat another driver in the paddock mm-hmm. leaving him with a busted jaw and a black eye
1: we also saw him I, I don't know what race but it was a F2 race wasn't it where he was I don't know we'll say anger about something came smashing into you know the uh, uh, quote unquote winner's circle smashed into the number two pylon and sent it flying at the number one Red Bull driver and almost hit him with it I mean yeah it's, of course a piece of plastic but it, it you know what it looks like obviously I mean he he's a hothead. I don't think he, on merit, I think he deserves a shot. Driver merit, talent, or his in
0: history. I think he deserves a shot, but as I a don't, whole, I don't think. I he don't
1: does. personally think
0: that he deserves a shot this year when we've got yeah. drivers who need seats. I would, I would
1: agree to that, and you who know, are frankly better, who aren't hotheads, who have shown that they have. They might not be as quick in an F one car, but you know neither are some of the F one drivers not, and you get better over time, ideally, right? So. I think there are much better choices. I think he's kind of, you know, opened this door to be, you know, shut out for, for lack of a better expression. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think Haas needs to do more than just handle it internally. I don't know if we'll actually know what they, what they end up doing, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's removed from the seat and someone else is brought in. I don't think he will be frankly, cause you know, Haas also needs an injection of capital from probably Masipin's father, and you know, we also want to see them continue in F1, uh, you know, no matter what. So, you know, the argument could be made, are they choosing him or, and would stick with him for money reasons over better drivers? Um, you know, the argument, I think, an interesting analysis that we saw was what if they signed Perez? And he has a lot of Mexican backers, which could probably bring as much capital as is um, Mazepin's father. So, and then you get a better driver out of it and all around package. So, it's interesting. Um, I I'd like to see what happens, but frankly, there's still a lot of time to see. They have time to make choices. Yeah. The season just ended. The next season won't begin until March of next year, I believe, and like mid March in in Australia. So we got time, but we'll have to see how this how this I think this situation uh, evolves rather.
0: Yeah, I I definitely think we we've got. A long off season ahead of us mm-hmm. to kind of go over some of these things. Finally, the last thing I just kind of wanted to bring up was the whole Instagram well, bio situation I say, well,
1: for, from from drivers that we've also heard a lot. You know, a little bit, a, you know, a little bit more positive note. Oh, we've, yeah. we've seen some argument and some speculation going on about a Verstappen botas You know, talking about you know upcoming drivers and so on. By the way, Mick Schumacher, the Schumacher name returns to F one for Haas next year. Great to see that. He a lot's resting on that on that man's shoulders and I think he'll deliver personally. But that said, we also saw interesting with articles going back and forth talking about is Russell gonna replace Botas. Russell has said that he will drive for Williams, but it's Toto has come in and seems like that is you know, he's kinda squalled though, you know, brought rumors back up, quote unquote, and made it possible that despite contracts with that Botas has, Russell could replace him, quote unquote. But then we also saw, R- or Valtteri Bottas change it, take the, for a brief moment. I'm not sure if it's back right now, but for a brief moment, take the Mercedes AMG Petronas stuff off of his his Instagram bio because Instagram bios. See, I had to get that transition in there, guys. I didn't want to just jump straight in. I had this whole, I had it all planned out. <laughs> so I hope you bear with me there, but because of Instagram <laughs> bios and because we're not a video podcast, you can't see me <laughs> shaking my head and covering my
0: face right now. Um, speaking of Instagram bios, thank you for that transition (laughs) after the fact. Um, we, yeah, that, um, apparently an Instagram bio is, uh, the all knowing
1: word in F1 as of right now. it can't be, the better you are, the more simple your bio is.
0: I don't know, I don't know how this started, but but I
1: saw Red Bull get in on, I saw, you know, Max and, and, and Alice get in. Mercedes, of course, with their on-fire social media uh, presence. Their social media, whoever is the well, social so media Red person. Bull, getting jabs at, oh. uh, we can talk about yeah. that too. Red Bull was jabbing at uh, Racing Point because Mer- Mercedes had posted, their, their, their Instagram or Twitter had posted that the W11, it's arguably one of the best, if not the best race cars ever made, uh, retired. And then... Red Bull comes in and jabs. Hey, Racing Point, it's not what do you mean. It's not retired. Here's your car for next year.
0: <laughs> Being that uh, for those of you who don't know or might be listening to this as as a kind of a first time thing, um, Racing Point <laughs> legitimately took. They the, said they didn't. They, they say did. they didn't, but it's pretty clear that they did take the Mercedes 2019 car. twenty nineteen car. Yeah, twenty nineteen car, and make it their own. Um, and
1: it clearly performs very well.
0: Yeah, it clearly performed significantly better than when they designed their own car um (laughs) allegedly
1: so allegedly but apparently i I found this i I like seeing that uh, this that human side of the argument over instagram bios and the jabbing of social media because i mean not just f1 but you see companies all the world over it's no longer like it to be all the you know nice and, and you know put together and proper and respectful you literally see Companies cursing out their customers on oh, social media. I find it hilarious. Wendy's
0: is on top of it.
1: I mean, so it's, it's cool to see that the shade that can be thrown by these <laughs> companies and, and is interesting. And apparently, I thought it kind of cool, you know, a little bit of more human side that, you know, again, these drivers would eh, like to have some fun, you know? Yeah. Like Lando, and maybe not quite Lando, or not Lando. Um, did you see what the, um, banana suit. what
0: the AMG, yeah. <laughs> um, did you see what the, uh, amg twitter admin said in a comment today someone said oh are you getting ready for um racing point to take the w11 and they responded with it's gone so far that i'm going to be racing points admin next year (laughs) 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 which it it just they i mean they're they're messing around with it they're having fun they're playing it's it's good for the sport it's
1: good to show because it's good to show F one because it's always it is the pinnacle of, I I, I argue as well pinnacle of racing but it's always been huge and i probably always will be in some form but hugely expensive prohibitive to enter very you know snobby and, and, and clicky and you know political and obviously I think it's still political and there's things that, that have to change but it's nice to see it being br- you know brought down a couple levels for you know for for your average Joe kind of thing and, and having they're having fun with it so that's cool yeah. to see but i think that's uh what else we got i think that's pretty much in terms of current events but everything else is kind of maybe somewhat current but more so like thoughts on the future and you want to yeah. talk about uh thoughts on well possibly the most hotly debated or, or speculated thing right now is red bull's extra seat red bull's second it, seat what about red, Alex? Red, yeah
0: um obviously max is retaining his spot based huh. As if there
1: was any question. Right. (laughs) He's a fantastic driver. He's an excellent driver.
0: And I I think that the second seat is very hotly contested right now.
1: Because we don't usually see it waiting waiting this long for confirmations.
0: Yeah, and and we mentioned in the podcast on Sunday, but more specifically, the interview after the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix with Christian Horner who is the team principal for Red, Red Bull. Bull. And basically saying he still wasn't sure if Alex had his seat next year. Yeah, they year. had
1: to sift through the data and let us know. And even Alex, they had an interview with him, asked him the question, and he didn't make any comment for or against. He just said, we'll see what happens. He's, kind
0: of he's got to be sweating bullets at this. If he doesn't know already by now and they just haven't released the information, he's got to be sweating bullets.
1: I don't think he knows it because even if they hadn't released the information f1 news sources sky sports they would they all know already they find a way to find out yeah that's true and we haven't heard about that either so i don't i don't think they know yet but you know we're, we're constantly seeing you know are we you know arguably are we just is albin gonna have a seat next year in f1 you know perez arguably deserves one as well and are we just waiting for red bull to confirm perez to their second seat i mean i think i've said it before I, I get it with Red Bull. I, I think Alex has been such a roller coaster throughout the year that I get why they're taking so long to figure it out. And he had a good showing at, at Abu Dhabi, at, at uh, Yas Marina, GP, Circuit, sorry. And I think it'll be a hard decision for them regardless. But if you're asking me for my thoughts on the future of Alex and, and Perez specifically, or the, the Red Bull second seed, I think it goes to Perez. I think Perez. Well, they both showed prowess in the season. Perez showed even more. He's got backing behind him. He's got following. He's a great driver. Not that Alex isn't, but he's. I think he's just better. And I think the article I just read the other day is, quote-unquote, I think we're just waiting for Red Bull to confirm Perez. Right. You know what I mean? That's my opinion, at least. Yeah. Hey, um, I hate to see Alex go. You know, if, if I, I, w- I really goes, would hate to see Alex go. He, I, he did put up – he did his best.
0: He absolutely did his best. I just don't know, and I hate to say this, but I don't know if his best is up to Christian Horner's standards.
1: And Red Bull, being you know, having won multiple constructors championships back to back, just like Mercedes before, being then,
0: the second in the constructors Championships this Mercedes, year, like
1: they're ex- they're, they are the right now. They are one of the their top tier team, you know, and they churn through their second seat. Max has for a while had the first because he deserves it, right? And it's not it's not you know clarify not supposed to be a first and second seat but let's be honest it's a first and second seat for every every team frankly yeah um you know i i i would challenge someone to argue that mercedes doesn't have a first and second seat yeah okay it's hamilton sorry he's first botas is second even even when their their strategy is whoever's in the league gets to call the shots i get that but, they're still, still, but they're still a first and second seat i mean okay anyway that's you know <laughs> out of the way right, right. right. I I, I, would, I think I've said it before in, in a previous episode. I'd hate to see Albon leave, Alex leave, but if he if he does, I, I get it. I, he, he is a good. I'm not gonna say he's a he's an excellent driver. I think he's a good to great driver given the circumstances. I think he's a good driver overall. I just don't think like you said he's good enough for the second seat because Red Bull needs to find someone who can challenge Max. Kind of like the 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 Mercedes Botas might not be as good as Hamilton. But he's still a great driver, and he still challenges Hamilton from time to time. Red Bull needs the same thing. Red Bull has a Hamilton. They need a Botas now. Right. They, 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 they have always needed a Botas, and that's why they keep churning through that second seat. Right. Someone has to be good enough, and I think Perez would be at least worth a shot. I think Perez
0: in the seat of a Red Bull would be... That That would be a very, very good combo. Um, I wouldn't say that it would... Be on par with Hamilton. Oh cars. no, yeah. But it would definitely give Max another challenge, yeah. provided that the
1: cars were. Well, see, because here's the thing: it's not people. just about winning races. It's not just about number one driver, It's not just about Hamilton, as you talked about, I think, last week. It's it's a two driver strategy. I mean, you, you, you need to qualify on a certain kind of tires to get a certain kind of start. Yeah, you might put your most of your eggs in the in the Hamilton or Verstappen basket. But you need your second driver to be competitive with your first, and therefore the other best drivers on the field to provide defense. If you're pitting that second driver to allow a window to get the number one driver back up, so you get a one and two or, or a two and three. I mean, there is a place and importance for it, it's, both drivers. It's a hundred percent a team
0: sport. This isn't a yeah. single driver sport. So. And then the
1: thing too is we don't talk about it. We don't. We don't talk about often enough. It's not just a drivers. I, I think a lot of the drivers make this known as well. It's everyone. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people who are in the factories who build these parts, who test, who are at, who thousands who are, are F1 personnel who travel track to track. The drivers, the garage. I mean, the engineers. There's this. This, this is a. You know, I I've read an article. Real F. You know, real F1 fans. I'm not saying that. You know, that we are or aren't. I would never call myself a real fan because I'm just a fan of F1. Right, but. "Quote unquote," real F one fans know, like you said, that this is a team sport. it's not yeah. just the driver, as much as it looks like it is, it is an, it is a team sport through and through. Absolutely. Uh, so.
0: So that being said, and um, since we've been talking about Red Bull, we should probably bring up the engine freeze.
1: Yeah. So thoughts on Alex' the future? Another future thing. So obviously, again, we we, talk, we alluded to it before, and I think we've actually referenced it in the previous episode too. But this engine freeze thing is interesting because you know, maybe a quick hit Honda's leading after 2021 Red Bull, I think wants to continue developing the IP with that Honda, because it's a good power unit, obviously. And, but given the pandemic and given them trying to, you know, F pardon me, F1, FAA trying to cut costs of entry to F1 and development costs and manufacturer costs and so on. Uh, you know, you see that Red Bull obviously doesn't want to, they want to continue racing with that unit through 2022 to give them time to start, Developing their own power unit, quote unquote, and that's a lot of money and a lot of time that they can't just start doing, you know, after next year. It takes, you know, Mercedes, and and Renault and and uh, Ferrari They've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, you know, it's not something you just start. So I think a lot of the Ferrari and Renault are now on board with an engine freeze through like 2022 or 2023, something like that. And I think it would allow Red Bull time to develop a program to develop an engine and that way it also maybe will level the playing field a little bit there's something to be said that if you freeze engine development you know one manufacturer might get really far behind another one in terms of when you're like a lot incremental development so they're talking i think the last thing they have to figure out right now is between red bull and honda there's two different places where their engines are are made like the internal combustion engine is made in japan and the rest of it's pretty much made the electrical stuff's made in I don't remember the name, but somewhere else. So that's not an easy just Honda giving it all to them. That's one thing. Another thing is construct, you know, again, what you need some kind of like a, like a, a help or, or, or a crutch that if one manufacturer gets so far stuck behind another one, obviously it won't be competitive and that's not good for the sport. So you need something kind of built in in the rules from the FIA because only they can deliver an engine free, you know, bring down an engine freeze and so on like that. The, what I'm, I'm getting at. There's a lot of stuff that still has to be worked out, I think. It seems that we're close. I think we're going to get an engine freeze to benefit Red Bull. Total Wolf seems on board. Mercedes and Ferrari is now on board. Renault seems now on board. McLaren's on board. The big manufacturers, all the ones who, frankly, manufacture power units. So, seems like we're going to see it. I think it's warranted. and But it's going to be interesting. I mean, we're going to have... You know, maybe... Well, and
0: this isn't the first power unit freeze we've ever no, seen. No, I think
1: there was one around like two thousand too. and it, it's all around like you know for emission stuff and, and costs and, and so on. But there, even with the engine freeze, you know, in terms of you know like general thoughts and what on whatnot, we're going to see a brand new car in 2022. and throughout you know twenty twenty two and I think in twenty twenty five there's a new engine coming from the FIA, a new you know we're currently running a, a, a V six hybrid turbo. They're going to be running a new engine, which, you know, there's always increasing emission standards, and there's so much I think it's going to be changing in the next 10 years here with F1 that there's just too much to keep track of. So, we're going to try,
0: <laughs> I guess. Yeah. We'll, we'll do our best to keep you informed.
1: We're, we're, we're probably much like you guys. Where we, we might sound smart, but we're, we're, we're just fans of F1. We're trying to follow as much as we can. We're fans of all, with, with racing and an engine in general. And, you know, we're not experts. We're just trying to follow what we can, whether it be a, a starship or, you know, or a spacecraft mm-hmm. or F1 or, or, you know, a plane. It's just stuff we like that we enjoy talking about. So So I think we're going to
0: blast through these uh, last couple updates with the, the couple F1. A
1: couple new tracks next year, at least that we know new of. New
0: tracks, team changes. Yep. We're going to give you our general thoughts, and then we're uh, we're going to sign off on this one.
1: But tracks for next year we got uh, 23 race season 23 race
0: season as it sits right now
1: again we'll see with you know covid and all that but yep. so some we, new tracks
0: we've got uh we're, we're bringing back the dutch baby <laughs> Nick um, put that one in there. i my for those of you who listen to the podcast um <laughs> know that i go over to my my grandparents house um and to she watch makes a killer dutch baby from yes what uh dutch baby breakfast um is has been the breakfast of choice a couple of times, and, and we're gonna delicious. see
1: a, a Dutch track in the Nether. Or I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but
0: it's uh, Zandvoort.
1: yeah that's it. It was a weird name, but that's in, that's in the Nether- that's in the Netherlands, and F one has raced there before, but not I believe since 1985. Correct. So that it's gonna yeah. be on the calendar from 2021 forward, I believe. So it's cool to see that come back. Essentially, a new track. We also have a new track announcement that we know it's I think it's brand new. Is Saudi Arabia, which is which interesting, is, which has been extremely
0: controversial—not as controversial as Mazepin—but but very controversial in the sense yeah. that the, um, you know, Saudi Arabia has been
1: fairly known uh, to be the rights violations of of, of numbers, of, you know, different kinds, and I think the, you know, the question is, is F one filing, you know the right thing, or are they following the money? I mean, and that, there is something to be said about that. but
0: es- Especially since they're going to be partnering up with the women's racing series. Yeah. Formula I mean, W. Is it Formula W? I think it's I, Formula W. I don't know. I'll
1: have to do a little way, research on that. Either um, way,
0: it, you know, they're partnering up with the women's series, yet they are taking a race in a country where women still aren't allowed to drive.
1: Yeah, so- I... So. I thought that maybe they they were allowed now. Maybe I could be wrong, but I, I arguably women don't you know don't enjoy, I would say full free full freedom quote unquote. And I'm not arguing if that's right or wrong. It's not me to say it's not my, it's not my culture. I don't live there. I have my opinions, which I won't we'll not talk about now. But it, it's an, it's controversial for a reason. So we'll see how that shapes out. Like Nick said, you know it's set right now quote unquote. I'd say wet concrete. You know the the yeah. And but frankly with how COVID ruined the year this year, we don't know what will happen next year, frankly. Hopefully, there's some more stability in, in the calendar, but you never know. Um, so, with that, I think the last thing would be there's going to be some team changes for the 2021 season, literally next year, not 2022 right. or beyond.
0: Um, Renault is becoming Alpine.
1: Yeah, or- which is interesting because Renault, a, his, a history name in I mean, automotive any racing, it, it, technically, their Renault's last race, I believe, was this year in Abu Dhabi, twenty twenty. They'll be Alpine next year, so they'll be starting from the ground up as a new constructor, as a new team, essentially. It'll
0: be pretty much, you know, they're going to be using the the Renault development, but yeah, Al, same Alpine. Stuff. For those who don't know or who aren't up on the car community, Alpine is like a specialty brand that Renault has bought. Mm-hmm. Um, it's essentially. Like how Nissan has their Infinity line,
1: mm-hmm. Alpine is a very. Would it will be like uh, like uh, BMW's relationship with Alpina?
0: Yeah, not necessarily. Or
1: Mercedes with Brabus
0: because. No, it, they're not a um, they're not a, in it like an additional. Mm. It it's okay. they're their own vehicles, but they're highly specific. So. Those who know the Alpine name it is a very, very popular name when you go back to the old days of Rally. Um, Mm. Rally and Rallycross. You're you're talking um, some serious heavy firepower when it comes to especially the short-lived but very uh, popular Group B Rally. Mm. So so Alpine, it's kind of following that name. It is a racing name. It's just not the kind of racing that we've, at least from my experience with the brand, mm-hmm. it's not something that we've seen up until recently being something a track car and
1: yeah, and I guess I, I, don't, I don't know I don't know why um, and I think I don't even the other ones I don't know why they're changing their name but I think it's 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 for those who might not know F one and, and you know well the story is they will be Renault no longer uh, Renault will will not be a constructor next year they will be. Renault has ended its F1. It could come back in the future, but Renault, as we see it, has ended its F1 career. Despite everything being the same, it's not Renault next year. It's Alpine. Right. Uh, in the same way that Alpha, you know, uh, was it uh, Toro Rosso this last year was became AlphaTauri Alfa, a brand new constructor. Constructor being the teams in there. Same thing for Racing Point. This was Racing Point's last season. Very short-lived team <laughs> from uh, Force India to Racing Point to. The new one but they're going to be called or they're going to be aston martin racing the good thing is we're going to see aston martin take a much larger role in f1 and racing again because they've been you know part of they've been part of the red, red bull. bull
0: team for a very long time so they are actually separating from red bull yeah. which will now instead of be in instead of being red bull Aston martin mm-hmm. they're going to be red bull honda slash red bull tag hoyer yeah something like that um but now we've got racing point no longer being racing point but this is a, an even bigger change because it, I believe it has been confirmed that they are going British Racing Green.
1: They are, yeah. So, so it'd be nice to see. if We talked about racing colors.
0: No, no more pink Mercedes. Uh, we now have green Aston Martin.
1: We now have British Mercedes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be green Mercedes, uh, but we'll, yeah, Aston it, it, Martin, it's good
1: to see for those who listened before. I love uh, the the uh, I love British Racing Green. It, it's my second, my tied for frankly first top racing color if not if not close second it's good to be good to see the the racing you know british racing green back into racing frankly yeah. um, but again they're going to be aston martin racing or aston martin something along those lines and yeah we'll, we'll be red bull it well, it'll be, be red
0: bull honda for at least it'll be a year red bull
1: honda for at least one more year tag um, i think even past the honda days tag core will still be involved as, as i sit here i think we're both wearing our our tag cores nick got a the the new uh tag horror smartwatch on i've got the carrera the horror one um you know we love our 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 tag horror but uh that said it's it's interesting so i think general thoughts to to close out here you know is what we're going to see next year i think we're going to see a lot of change in 22 with the new car and whatever these engine uh freezes engine freeze shapes out to be um and and even beyond f1 you know with, with new engines coming from the fia and regulations and I think we're going to see, you know, past 21, the sport hopefully become more entrant, new entrant friendly, a little bit cheaper, you know, less cost prohibitive for manufacturing and manufacturers and so on. I hope that we, you know, past this year, see drivers really take a step into, you know, their role as public figures, even more, than they already have, and to realize that responsibility that's on them. Um, Frankly, I think we will still, for next year, I think we will still see, Mazapin in the seat, um, and we'll feel about that how we do and we'll see how that shapes up. Good to see Schumacher back in there. I would hope to see Perez. We'll see how Red Bull shapes up and Mercedes with Hamilton. But frankly, no matter the drivers next year, I think we're gonna see a repeat next year with some worse tires. I know the drivers aren't happy about the tires that are coming down next year because they're more durable and they're harder, you know, they they like softer tires. I frankly think we're gonna see repeated this year. Mercedes is the favorite to win. Red Bull next, hopefully a close fight for the third place in the Constructors Championship. Hamilton with a eight-time world champion. That's not I think we're going to see, frankly. And I'm not. I wouldn't be angry at it or upset. Just maybe I'm looking more forward to 2022 with the new car and and the further changes with F1, and this next 2021 might be a, a placeholder for me.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm excited to see what happens. My general thoughts are: I'm excited to see what happens in 21. Um, what kind of developments there are, I'm interested to see what Mercedes comes up with mm-hmm. with the now disallowing of DAS.
1: Which we haven't even talked about that, but mm, I think I, I, you know I don't agree with that decision, but, we, but not not for today. Yeah, so I think be- between well, maybe it is for today. I mean, because well, it's F one. I mean the the DAS system is where the the driver the Mercedes drivers can you know, basically it's a
0: dual access steering system or DAS and
1: they can it helps them warm their their front tires because they can change the steering angle of their front tires from the uh, oh, what's the actual term when it's slanted uh it's the camber Camber, they, that's they can it. adjust the camber, the adjust the camber and, and and helps you know my manage tire wear on their front tires and warm them up and they are allowed to use it this year but the FIA has said no to the next year which i don't agree with because you're stifling further improvement further technological advance with f1 and i i want to keep seeing f1 continually push the boundaries and be the pinnacle of racing technology so i don't agree with the decision so that's my take on it well i
0: so i'm interested to see what they come up with i'm interested to see if Mm -hmm. ferrari can make any kind of bounce back
1: let's see if they can turn their tractor into a race car again
0: yeah exactly I am interested to obviously see the the final driver lineup, mm-hmm. and I am extremely interested to see what Mercedes does with their livery this year because there's also
1: mm. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. There's
0: also some rumors going around about the um, well, because the the name livery and it was confirmed in my thoughts uh, was the names were specifically done in silver to show the. The black peeling away from the car and the silver coming out underneath and for those who don't know mercedes cars have been typically considered the silver arrows
1: because well
0: they were silver yeah. and you know arrows are slipped through the air mm-hmm. as they're designed to be these being no different
1: mm-hmm. they changed the, the livery for support of uh, black lives matter and, and I, th- I think halfway through the season right they changed, the, changed the black. well the
0: they? the black was just an anniversary that one, oh, I, that thought was, that, I thought
1: that they changed, or was it the suits that they changed from the, white to black?
0: Well, every everything changed. Everything went black this year with, um, mm-hmm. with the AMG team, the Mercedes team. So, it was a um, I don't know the official reason why they decided to go black. I, I, I do know it was that it was support. I I, I think could it was wrong. But. I thought it was a specialty skin, just like Ferrari going back to the the special mm. Italian Grand Prix. Gotcha. Um, for their uh was it the 1000th race i don't Probably. know enough to say yes or no. I, either way i think i'm interested to see how ferrari does i'm interested to see um obviously the final driver lineup see how things go um what but, do you think this
1: season will be though or, 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 do you agree with, with my with my thoughts it'll be a Typical, what you know, what you'd come to expect at least for one more year, or do you think it'll be something different?
0: At least right now, from what we've seen, and obviously we just had the twenty twenty yeah. season end. I could see it being the same kind of setup. Now, mm-hmm. if someone comes out with something crazy, and they, yeah. they pull the sheet back on the car, and all of a sudden you go, "Oh, I can see why that would be faster than yeah, a Merc. I
1: Frankly, I, I I would love to be proven wrong. I would exactly. Love to be proven that is wrong. the best way to possibly
0: put it. I would love to be proven wrong, and thinking that next year is going to be a, it,
1: business as More usual season. So, that, that said, even if even if if I, even if I was proven right, I still will gladly watch. You know, if I don't oh, watch I'm, them live, the every race, I, my 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 love for F one will not be stifled or, or or decrease in any way. I'm just still. happy it's it's getting back around the world now that yes
0: we've got. At least yeah, in the United yes. States, we have a COVID vaccine that has been administered worldwide, and in Europe, I believe
1: in uh, in New in England. Yep.
0: So we'll. Um, I'm I'm hopeful that we start seeing these back again. Yep. So.
1: And you say you know, we uh, the, the U.S. has always made fun for like our World Series, and they you know, we call our you know American football you know winners of the Super Bowl as world champs, and you know, it's only in America. Well, F1 is truly a a world sport. There's drivers from all other countries. Teams from all over countries, they go over the world. It is a world sport, and like you said, I didn't think about that, but I'm. I, it'd be cool to, to see it back around the world, you know, more so on a more stable around the world trip than we have seen this year.
0: Yeah. So Any, anything else? I think that's pretty much got me covered.
1: All right. Well, with I think uh, with that, everybody, that is the uh, that's the checkered flag on this not week, but on this special edition Formula One edition of the podcast. A little uh, a precursor next or maybe for sunday we are it could be in the works for a, a special guest to visit us uh come sunday we're still working out the details so hopefully we can bring that to you guys this sunday if not very soon but with that make sure to check out all of our social medias at redline resorts on all platforms and if you guys want to interact with us or have questions or want to send us something reach out to us at podcast at redline with that, I'm Matt, and that's Nick, and we'll see you guys on s- next time on Sunday. See you
0: guys soon.